Okay, welcome to a live from America podcast. Uh, this is Hatem. Uh, Noam Dorman is not here. He's on vacation out of the country. Uh, but we have uh, one of our favorite. He's a guest host. Boris Heiken is here. He's, yeah. Gonna take, you're going to be Noam today. Can you do that? I think I can do that. Okay, what I are got, you going to do? I got the like uh, antagonistic Jewiness in me <laughs> that I can pick up from him. <laughs> there you go so this is this episode is very special it's going to be two parts you know uh part one and then we're going to have uh, another round of guests in part two so just stay tuned when we finish the first part just uh we're gonna uh, get, uh, jump into the second part right now as uh, the second part we had um uh kit herman comedian natalie uh, kumo and danny bolochek uh so that's coming in about uh, half an hour and now we have uh, Lux Alpstrom. She is a podcaster, an author, and speaker. She did the Seller Talks. Um, comedian Christiana Jackson is here. First time hey. on the show. Yeah, I'm excited. And comedian Esther Koo is going to show up later. She's uh, she's late as usual. Um, good, to, good to have you all. <clears throat> Lux, how was your experience? And so we did this, uh, I started this thing at the Seller. It's called the Seller Talks. It's kind of like TED Talk. and uh, But with... Uh, with very interesting uh, topics and a comedian in the middle. And Lux did one of the, uh, of the talks. Uh, how was your experience, Lux? It was so good. I really, really liked it and uh, would definitely come back. I think it was probably a little more fun than TED Talks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying so people can imagine <laughs> that it's, it's more, more of a storytelling. The second one we had, we had the, um, you know, um, the, uh, Ellie Hanning, he's uh, the one that prosecuted John Gotti Jr. to tell that story of prosecuting John Gotti. So, I mean, it's really, really amazing stories. Everybody's going to, uh, uh, we have so many guests coming up. It's going to be an amazing show. Anyway, so for this one, unfortunately, we're going to have to talk about something very serious that happened this week. Uh, and this is one of the episodes that we have to, uh, you know, we always like to have fun and we try to have fun in this one, but it's a very serious topic, which is Roe versus Wade. Right? Uh, maybe not to Boris, but is, I'm just I kidding. have fun. I'm going to have fun either way. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Roe versus Wade. Um, crazy, crazy what happened the last week. So, let's start a few weeks back when it was first leaked. Did you guys really think that this is going to actually happen? Uh, let's start with Christiana. Um, no, actually, it's funny because I was abroad, I was in Mexico City. And just, you know, living my life, enjoying. And then I, I feel like a lot of crazy things happen when I'm abroad. And America looks so much more insane when you're like, and you're just like, what? So I saw the headline. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? I leave, Every time I leave, something nuts happens. So uh, I kind of was just kind of like, all right, well, I got to continue enjoying my vacation. But it was in the back of my mind. But I didn't think it was actually going to be overturned. No. Lux, what do you I, think? I was not surprised. Um, I mean, really? I, so I've, I, I was sad, but I wasn't surprised. I've been somebody who's been reporting in the abortion and reproductive rights space. And the reality is that even before the overturn of Roe v. Wade, abortion rights in this country have been chipped away for years. Ever since, ever since Roe v. Wade was passed, the right has systematically been working to chip away at abortion rights. And so even in the last decade, we saw these things called the trap laws that created these really onerous restrictions for abortion providers. So it was like in Pennsylvania, you would have to have an HVAC or like you would have to have in South Dakota, it was like 72 hours before your abortion, you would have to have mandated counseling. And then this 72 hour 
waiting period that did not include weekends and holidays. Um, because of the threat of violence, we were seeing a lot of people just not becoming providers and a lot of clinics closing. So it was already kind of on the razor's edge, abortion access. And we knew that the right had been stacking the court because they wanted to get rid of it. So I definitely hoped it wouldn't happen. And it was really horrible to see like how extreme and really right wing the decision was, but it didn't surprise me. I, I, it really didn't. What about you, Boris? Did you think when it leaks, it's going to actually happen? No, I don't think I did. I don't know constitutional law at like a deep level, but it just seemed like there's enough crazy shit going on that like, why throw a match onto an already flaming country? So yeah. it was somewhat unexpected. But now I'm kind of like, I wonder, because everybody's speculating whether it was like a liberal clerk or a conservative clerk that leaked it. And now I can see from either perspective, somebody wanting to like tamp down the amplitude of the response because people kind of already had a mini response when the leak happened. And then now it's, it's like COVID coming in anti-abortion waves. And so now it's maybe like, there was a little bit of herd immunity to Roe versus Wade getting overturned by the time it got overturned. But, and I could see that from either side. I could see that like people on the right wanting to like tamp down the response to like make people maybe forget about it by midterms or something. And I could see on the left people wanting to like tamp down the like in the streets response so that they can focus more on the like legal mobilization response. But just, but just to, you know, just to add to that, I think, and I, like if you look at history, when shit is going crazy, that is the best time to throw more crazy stuff. No one notices. Not only that, no, people will be divided into too many things to fight for. You know, you have gun, you have this, you have that. So this is actually a perfect time. But I did not, uh, when it leaked, I did not um, think that actually this is going to happen. Esther, cool, welcome. I introduce you. So the question was... Um, you know, when uh, when the uh, Roe versus Wade first leaked a few weeks before, did you think um, that it's actually going to happen? Or were you drunk at that point? <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Esther, by the way. Um, you know what? I didn't I, I didn't even know it was happening. I, I had kind of like jumped Twitter. Uh, I was addicted to Twitter. Then I cured myself by downloading TikTok. So, um so, so now, yeah, it's, it is shocking, but it's also like all fallout from Trump. You know, I feel like we're, li we're still living in Back to the Future 3. Okay. All right, which leads us to the, my second question is like, how did we get here? You know, where do you see, how did we get all the way here? Uh, you know, some people take it to Trump. You know, I'll take it like actually a couple steps back. I kind of like think Obama should have hired that and insist on hiring that judge, you know, nine months before he leaves the office. And he didn't have to be gentleman and waited, you know, even though I don't know if it was going to pass, but he should have uh, fought harder because, you know, he thought he's going to treat, you know, you know, nine months, I'm going to let the next president choose. I don't know if that's, if that's was a good move. What do you guys think? Where, the, I, how I, did we get there? Can I just say, right. I just yeah, yeah. Think it's hilarious that somehow this is uh, the only black president's fault. It's like, oh, some, somehow oh, no, no. When, when this is when Obama's it, fault. We're going to pin no, it on him somehow. No, just, just Wait, hold on a second. We can blame RBG, too. It's the black president and a woman's fault. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, what, what I meant because... Let's put the blame here. 
No, because that exact same thing happened with Trump and Trump refused to wait for the next president, you know, and hire the judge. You know what I'm saying? So that situation, the nine months period happened with Obama. And and I said, as a gentleman, and that's actually the norm of the United States president is not to hire somebody when it's like only a few months left in his presidency. So I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying, like, I, I think he should have he underestimated how evil the next person could be. I, is, I'm gonna is say, your do- it- Esther, is your dog is a Trump supporter? Why he's not happy? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but then Trump comes and the exact same situation happened and he hires someone. You know what I'm saying? So that yeah, was I'm my point. Say, yeah. It goes back way, way, way before even Obama, though. I okay. mean, when I was when I was in high school in the 1990s in Buffalo, uh, anti and anti-abortion terrorist came to Buffalo and shot one of the abortion providers, Dr. Barnett Slepian, with a sniper rifle when he was in his home. And that was a huge, huge scar on the Buffalo abortion provider community. Um, You started to see, I mean, how, how can you, in some ways, how can you recover from one of your colleagues being shot in his home? And we've sort of seen nationally, you know, people don't want to do abortions in private practice. People only want to do it in clinics if it's only because then they can have security and safety in the clinics, even though there's protesters outside the clinics. When it's only in clinics, it kind of can only be in cities. You're just reducing the footprint of abortion and you're making abortion something that feels not normal. Like it's, to me, it's unconscionable that most uh, GYNs don't provide abortion because they should, because it is a routine part of reproductive health care. It shouldn't be something you have to go to a special clinic for. And the fact that we have ceded so much ground on abortion and the fact that so many people don't pay attention to abortion and the fact that people were surprised, like that's what led to this. Like so much more than like what Obama did or what this person did. It was the fact that like as a culture, we have not I, fought. I'm not saying that, that that was the reason. I'm saying like yeah. what led us to, uh, we know that this country is very divided, you know, but as a leader, I would I'm not, again, I'm not saying Obama and I'm not saying, you know, it's more of a Trump actually than, than, than Obama. But I'm saying, I'm praising him and criticizing him at the same time. He did the right thing, the norm and being a gentleman and being like the norm of being a, a, a decent president, you know, because presidency here is about passing power to the next one and be under the same country. So he did the right thing. But what I'm saying is, I don't think he saw maybe Trump coming, to be honest. You know, like, like, of course but, not. He made know. fun of the idea of yeah, getting yeah. elected. Christiana, what, what, yeah. What do you think? How did we get here? I, I'll say we got here from people like me not being informed because, honestly, like, I don't, uh, I, it's just, it doesn't really affect me directly. I don't have any tubes. I can't get pregnant. Like, I had to have them removed about three years ago. And I mean, <laughs> I would recommend it. Uh, I've been living a very good hoe life. Uh, <laughs> so so, like, so I, I feel like I've just always kind of taken it like, oh, okay, yeah, it's it's past. I've never okay. had it, even when I had tubes, I never had an abortion. So I've never had to really stay informed. So I think part of it is people like me just being completely ignorant and taking it for granted and not knowing. Like, I actually- everything I, looks the same, like, wow. You're like a man on this issue. Welcome yeah. to the club, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think actually this is the most critical thing. I agree with you hundred percent. And I think that was, uh, I actually agree with you that this is the number one reasons. A lot of time we take things for granted. And yeah, men are not involved as one, but I, I, I think uh, women 
uh, and men should be more understand, even if it doesn't affect them, they should be more involved, not take things for granted. So I think your point in everything, even the intellection, you know, system, people like, ah, you know, or people will say like, oh, I hate Hillary Clinton. Yeah, you hate Hillary Clinton, but what can she do for the country? What can she, you know, you look behind the personality, not only, um, I blame Ku as well. Ku, what do you, uh, how, how do you well, think we got here? I also agree with you too, because I actually don't have my tooth tied, but I only do anal, so. Well, that's it. Thank you for sharing. Uh, <laughs> this is the most educational Roe versus Wade conversation that I have. Boris, what do you think? How, how did we get here? Uh, well, I'll say two things, and I feel like I'm going to lean into playing the devil's advocate a little bit because I feel like that's what Noam would do, and I feel like yep. it's only right that I fill in. I think for starters, like the way that you're saying, people have been very passive about it because Roe passing felt like a win, and I think the right was mobilized for 50 years planning and scheming every which way they could, having trigger laws at the state level, doing whatever they could, and this was sort of – you know, I feel like I'm maybe relatively more informed than the average person, still relatively not informed, but I didn't see this coming. I think most people that I know, including people I know that are relatively pro-life, didn't see this coming, except unless you were like a zealot that was super involved in laws and scheming and actually making all this happen, including, you know, that's why a lot of the evangelicals and stuff voted for Trump. They saw him as this like imperfect christ's chosen vessel or whatever and to anyone normal it's like how is he possibly a representative of any sort of religious values but this sort of vindicates all those people because they're like yeah he's a bastard but he just literally accomplished the thing we've been trying to do for 50 years that almost the entire country did not see coming so yeah. it's they were like mobilized they were like had their eye on the prize for 50 years and everybody else was kind of like except obviously for like Lux and activists that were more informed, the rest of us were kind of like, yeah, let them bitch. Maybe like they'll do some trouble at the state level and get sued and get shut down. But like we got row. What are they going to do? Yeah. But I, I think also see... we didn't go ahead. Esther. I didn't see this coming. I mean, I don't even know when my boyfriend's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I knew we were going to say that. I knew it. <laughs> uh, so, so, so anyway, but I, I do think, you know, that also one of boys have a great point because also one of the things that like, a lot of people don't know the grounds that Roe versus Wade happened to originally. It was they, they use even the judges back then. They said this is not a very strong, uh, you know, because it was lean on privacy. You know, Ruth this Bader Ginsburg said the same thing, right? Yeah. Which makes it and, funny and that... So a lot of people, you know, like you said, take it for granted, but also did not understand that we instead of people fighting for to overturn it. We need to fight to make it under the uh, not that shaky ground like privacy, you know. Yeah, uh, but mean, equality. That was yeah, that was well, what she she wanted to do. And it's not even just like oh, it was decided on the basis of privacy. It's like if you look at same-sex marriage versus abortion. Um, when same-sex marriage, when Obergefell v. Hodges passed and made same-sex marriage law of the land, there were already, I don't remember the exact number, but like the majority of states had made same-sex marriage the state law. That was not the case with abortion. In fact, that's part of why we're in such a precarious position, because you have all of these states that have 
laws on the books from 1930, from the 1800s, from whatever that were never overturned that criminalized abortion before Roe v. Wade. Like even in New York state, it was only in 2019 that we actually updated our on the books abortion laws because the abortion laws that we had from pre-Roe Abortion was legal, but it was much more restricted than even what Roe v. Wade was. And now it's much more liberal, but that's because we actually made an effort. And, you know, a lot of people, again, yes, as people have said, a lot of people took the right to abortion for granted. They didn't fully understand how weak it was and how fragile it was. And, you know, we saw over the years, all of these discussions that kind of, even on the left, these discussions that undermine abortion. Um, like when they were battling for like emergency contraception or like funding for Planned Parenthood, it's like a Planned Parenthood does more than abortion or emergency contraception is not abortion. And those are true things, but they're also saying abortion is bad or they're kind of stigmatizing abortion and saying like, no, 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 like this is okay because it's not abortion or a Planned Parenthood is good because it's not just abortion, but abortion is really critical healthcare. Like for so, so many reasons. And we really, really, if we want it, we need to fight for it. I mean, it. just just the fact that we are trying to explain why abortion is important or its health reasons, that, that's that's just crazy. You know, that- Can I say legally though, is, isn't part of that because of the Hyde Amendment that in order to get public funding for Planned Parenthood, they need to separate abortion because, you know, religious people have won this liberty where they don't want their tax dollars going to it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm not a Hyde Amendment expert, but the Hyde Amendment, for people who don't know, basically says federal funds can't be spent on abortion except in very limited circumstances. And that is like part of why Planned Parenthood has to be like, we do more than just abortion and we can't put federal funds toward abortion. And that's also terrible I, because it's yeah, forcing I, I, us to segment abortion. But I think also, you know, the politicians has divided the country so much that people think that certain things are wins, even though if they don't really believe in it, half of them. But I think I think it's time to do discussion because you have the religion aspect of the country, you know, and you have like everybody needs to listen to everybody, you know, and just, you know, have a conversation because, you know, people just taking teams now it's it's like sports i'm gonna i'm gonna go for the next no matter what you know it's it's crazy like some people celebrated this as a win even though they don't really care you know so uh let's move to the now next one so now we know um or have our opinion why how did we get here so now that we're here what was your thoughts when you first heard about it and how do you think this is going to affect your community if each one of us present um Esther, you know, you, you present, <laughs> you know who you represent, right? People have an anal sex. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> so, uh, Boris, you want to go first? What do you, uh, what do you think? What's your yeah, thoughts I'll when you first this. heard? What do you think is that? How is it going to affect Ru Russians? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I had a joke or, that like Bi Biden was going to codify Roe versus Wade in Ukraine. <laughs> we'll get it first. Um, no, I think... I have a bit of an immunity to outrage and I feel like I get shit on sometimes. And I know again, and it's like a male in this issue, but I'm just going to, that's the role I'm playing here. And I'm filling in for Noam. I can't help but be optimistic. Stop blaming Noam for everything. I know. Well, first of all, I'm in New York. So most of the people I give a shit about are retaining their rights and everybody who's losing them are everyone that y'all hate for being unvaccinated anyway. You know, I uh, know, uh, but like there's, 
obviously there's going to be terrible collateral damage that happens. Uh, collateral damage is probably not even the word to use. There's going to be a lot of people in very specific precarious situations. They're going to be fucked over by this in the long run. I'm somewhat optimistic that like a most people in America didn't want this like, m but at the same time, most people wanted changes to Roe. You know, Roe, like you said, was on unstable grounds. In some ways, it was more conservative than like most of Europe. Most of Europe after 12 weeks has a lot of restrictions. And so that's what the Dobbs case was like. What was it? Mississippi or I forget what Mississippi, state. Yeah. Mississippi. And it was like, what, after 15 weeks, I think, or something like mm -hmm. that was what sparked all of this. So, again, my inclination is I would love a world where none of this is the government's business and it's between the woman and her doctor. But realistically, like I'm a real politic guy. I think that like obviously the whole country is fucking fighting about this. And so I can see within a month or two a lot of the Republicans that are passing these trigger laws in some of these states being like, oh, shit, nobody wants this. What did we do? Like, we just antagonized our voter base out of this, like, evangelical fight. And we didn't some of them probably didn't think that it would ever come to pass. And so some of them are already walking back some of the more insane ones that don't have exceptions for, like, rape and incest. And um, I, I think none of them don't have an exception for the life of the mother. I've seen that in a lot of memes, but I've tried to look it up and I haven't seen a single state where there's not an exception when the life of the mother is at risk. So that's another one that is like Twitter outrage. And again, everybody's justified in whatever outrage they have. But for me, I like to like look it up and I'm like, oh, actually, if there's an ectopic pregnancy or whatever and the life of the mother is at risk, that should be valid in any state uh, unless I'm mistaken. I but, but, actually want to say something about that. So a lot of times people will be like, oh, it's okay because it carves out uh, rape, incest, save the life of mother. What people aren't thinking about is that you have to prove that you qualify. Uh, right. Most people who are raped, nobody believes them. You have to potentially go to court and get your rapist convicted. That is very difficult. So like already, like incest, can you imagine like you've been raped by your dad and now you have to go in front of a board of probably old men and be like, I was raped by my dad. Please believe me. Um, there's also been, you know, save the life of mother. That should be a cut and dry case, right? But recently we saw in Poland, um, I forget her name, but a woman in Poland died because she was denied a medically necessary abortion because in Poland, abortion Poland's laws totally are really strict. Um, yeah, you know, even- And also, even, also in, uh, in uh, poor communities, you know, they yeah. cannot, yeah, they cannot go and be, say like, hey, this is an emergency. You gotta look on the bright side. You gotta look on the bright side. At least I was raped by my dad before I got my period. You know what I mean? So just get it out of the Jesus way. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so you're I, a valuable person in this conversation. I want well, you to listen, know that. I, I do think men can use this whole thing to their advantage. Any guy, let's say you're a six, you get a vasectomy, bam, you're a 10. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's a, that's a good... Uh, so, Always uh, look um, on the bright side, man. What about you, Cool? What do you think... Uh, you know, your thoughts when this is verse happened and how do you think that this is going affect in the community you live? You, you grew up a little religious, right? I grew up very evangelical and okay. we, that's why we got to spike the punch at these churches. And look what, and look what happened to you. <laughs> well, I it's escaped. Like, this is but... a better story than Darth Vader turning uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> to, I mean, what's his name turning to Darth Vader? How did this happen? Okay, But the ahead. problem with these evangelicals, they recruit like no other, and they also give birth to like five to ten babies. But let's, 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 not, let's not say, like, 
I don't want to say like I understand what you're coming from, but let's say their problem. I want to understand their community, like to them, you know, in a community, a religious community in general, because some religious com communities are crazy, but some are just want to be left alone and do other things. So, in your take, in the, in the community that you grew up like this, why do you think that this is very important to them, Roe versus Wade or something? Like that? Because they think everything is a miracle from God. So, if you're pregnant, that's a gift from God. So you can't. Okay. Uh, so they, they do think that you're murdering a baby. But um, why can't that murder be a miracle from God, too? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It <laughs> keeps your pussy tight. <laughs> Christina, Christiana, I'm sorry. Christiana, what do you, what, what's your thought when you first heard that? And how do you think this will affect the community and people around you? Uh, yeah. So when I first heard it, I was like, fuck, I got a show tonight and it's in Bushwick. And I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was my immediate my immediate thought was like oh no how are those wokey whites gonna be in bushwick but they were <laughs> down for a laugh actually they're in a great mood uh which was uh, so that was my my that's the thing that's weird about doing comedy when like there's massive you know things happen that you go like well i gotta go on stage tonight and like deal with the audience and figure out where they're at. So that was my first thought. Uh, my second thought was, <laughs> good time. My stock has gone up as a 40-year-old bitch with no tubes. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm much more desirable now than a fertile woman. And I do want to say, like, okay, this is my thing. Because some people, I, I, like Boris was saying, like, immune to outrage. That's how I feel. Because it's like a lot of, ah, like people freaking out, right? And like, I saw a few things about like uh, people doing a sex strike. And listen, ladies, if you're gonna have a sex strike, I am changing my name to the scab. Fuck you. I am not <laughs> cutting my pussy down. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I also feel like if you wanna have a sex strike, your pussy's been out of work for years. So <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm, I, that's my, I don't do drugs, that's my stress relief. And I don't think that that's actually gonna fix anything if we stop having sex like just use condoms just tell them to pull out but i Absolutely. i, I that, it affected me in that way too where i'm like everyone's getting a little panicky and stuff i mean yeah. but it's like we gotta like be we have to we have to be reasonable and not sexually frustrated to make these uh <laughs> to, make, to make the right decision absolutely yeah. i agree with you and i think a lot of times you know when you when you look at the news and people like extra hype and i understand their anger but i think you get the points better if you have a conversation like the one we have where there's some yeah. laughs but also some seriousness you know and everybody like experts say you know their expert opinion but i think regular people and in the communities around them they they'll be the most affected and they know what's going on you know like a lot of people in in poor communities and in uh, uneducated communities they don't even know their rights they don't know that if you are raped or um, or sick or anything like that, you can have an abortion. They were just going to know like, oh, shit, there is no, not, not to mention that they don't even want to do it sometimes. They just they're so scared. So they just get rid of the baby. And what's going to happen to the baby after that, you know, and all that. So I think, but I, I do agree with you. Like when I see conversation with a lot of anger and issue, it just makes you, you know, <sighs> Like, uh, you know, why you have to put me in a bad mood? Like, I just want to understand that so I can fight it yeah. the right way from my point of view. Go ahead, Lux, well, you want to I, say Yeah, no. So the thing, the thing that I have been doing that feels the most useful for me um, 
even before this came down for several years, I've been learning about self-managed abortion, uh, which is, you know, having an abortion on your own. And a lot of people, when they hear self-managed abortion, they're like, oh, it's the coat hanger. Oh, it's the back alley abortion. That's not what it is anymore. Like a you huge can read my mind. Between, That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> a huge difference between like the 1970s and now is now we a have the internet and B we have really safe abortion pills um, called Nifepristone and misoprostol or even just misoprostol on its own can do a safe abortion by yourself you don't and, need and to just, go to just, a doctor. And just a disclaimer, this is your opinion, you know, that please. No, no, uh, this, is, uh, uh, this is uh, medical check, opinion. Uh, uh, this is not I'm medical t- advice, but no, medical I'm t- experts. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm like, talking to the audience. Make sure, you know, contact your doctor. Wait, you're, so before. you're saying I wasted $400 for nothing? <laughs> no, well, I, I, understand, I, just, I understand but your no, point, but I just want you to mention a brand. I have to say that. No, I get that. I get that. No, I'm saying if you go to plancpills.org, if you go to aidaccess.org, these are websites that have a lot of information about how to get abortion pills. Uh, if you go to howtoseabortionpill.org, that will tell you how to use abortion pills. For the majority of people, it's an incredibly safe option. Um, and if you get the pills, like you don't need a doctor because, I mean, especially if you're somewhere like Texas, if you go to the doctor, if you talk to the doctor and say, I took abortion pills, you could wind up in jail. Like you, it's, that's one of the things that's really horrible about this is that people who need healthcare now cannot talk to their friends, cannot talk to their doctor because all those people could be, could be snitches. And I know, I know why they're sent to jail because then you're only having sex with other women. So that prevents more pregnancies. <laughs> well, there you go. But yeah, but the no, guards. like I think. It's so crucial. Like the World Health Organization has signed off on self-managed abortion with pills. The FDA has approved these pills. But, like they but want also remember that a lot them. of times you're talking about, uh, you know, experience a little bit in life. A lot of people like some especially get abortion are very young, you know. Yeah. So they might not be able to, you know, to get the right information. So I think the key to what you're saying is the information. You know, the right. websites you're providing, you know education and information and especially in poor communities and you know those communities that don't have computers even you know so how are they going to go online you know it, it's it's crazy it's crazy at some yeah. point how some people affect like yeah we have some solutions being like you know middle class except boris is uh, upper class because he's playing norm uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but you know you have to you have to understand um you know the information so i think education yeah. and you know uh is 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 very crucial uh but also you know um uh, so so now what can we do about it that was actually my next question that kind of lux uh, uh answer so christian what, what what do you think we should do uh next i mean I like, think let's talk is- about, uh, about about you know our community not necessarily new york but you know um i don't know where you live where do you live i live in new york <laughs> Okay. Oh, you're from New York. Okay, we're all from New York. Here. Okay, but I'm saying, like, like say, let let's say in in general, like in the, in the United States, what would be, you know, what would be our approach now? What should we do? I think uh, information is definitely key. That that's what I learned. I mean, the thing is, it's always like toggling between being informed and then not feeling overwhelmed by all these crushing societal problems that you can have. You've 
you know, like it's like, oh, where do I start? Like you were saying earlier about there's so many things going on at once, it's easy to split everyone. But I just, for me, I was like, oh, you don't know. You gotta like actually become more informed as much as I thought I was kind of generally informed. Uh, it's time, I think, to to get informed and to really <laughs> vote and know, I vote, but like just in general, like just really know who you're voting for on each level, just because otherwise it's, I think, I think oh, part of it is also on the left that, we are not as unified as as the right is, and we uh, too often will attack each other over small shit. It's like we gotta really like uh, tighten it up, tighten up the ranks, become informed, know who you're voting for, and not attack each other. Like we we're too quick to to turn yeah. on each other, and then and then our side is all split, and then then we get crushed. So I think that's I think the way to move forward. I think that's also a great point that you mentioned in the middle is know who you vote for in every level, you know, because, you know, we all go for whoever is like, we're going for the election and the rest is like, we just go right and left without knowing. And then also you need to follow up with what they voted for. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, so you said you're going to do this because all the judges, when they were interviewed about Roe versus Wade, we all saw the video say one thing and now they said another thing, you know? Uh, so Boris, what do you think? What, what, what should we, um, what I... should we do? Well, like Lux mentioned those pills and stuff, the fact that, I mean, that that's another thing that sort of makes me optimistic that we have all these new technological uh, advancements. But hold that, on. I think if you if your state doesn't allow abortion anymore, you can't even have these pills. Well, so I this mean, is can you get cocaine? Right. Which so is you're about Ill, but it's but... illegal, though. So you yeah, still can get in trouble for access, it. Yes, it's the criminalization is a problem because you can potentially go to jail. But in okay. terms of like getting the pills, aidaccess.org is a European based uh, site. It's run by a European doctor. They will send pills anywhere in the United States. If you're in a state where it's criminalized, they send you them from an Indian pharmacy. Um, and so it takes a couple of weeks, which is why it's a good idea to get them while you're not pregnant. They'll do advanced provision where they will prescribe them even if you don't need them yet. Um, but yeah, you can get the pills. The problem is if you get caught, what happens? Yeah. So update to Lux's statement, Const contact your doctor and your lawyer before you order. Well, so I was going to say, <laughs> I've, gotten, I've gotten hair pills from Canada, you know, it made my balls hurt and I stopped taking them, but I did get hair pills from Canada at one point through an app. Uh, I, well, so the thing that, because you brought up the FDA and to me, it's like, oh, so this is getting into like drug war realm territory, which is a, a super failed war that hasn't stopped anyone from doing drugs. It has caused collateral damage again, but it brings me to like, a, I could see the FDA becoming an instrument of the state to try to enforce some of the restrictions on this stuff, in which case you have the left sort of meeting the right and trying to restrict the power of the government and government surveillance, which is who knows how it goes, because I feel like they both flipped back and forth as to who's on the side of government surveillance or not, depending on who it favors. But the other thing I was going to say is that, like, um, I lost my train of thought. Uh those hair pills, they you, fuck with your mind. I know, I know. They've destroyed my brain. You you play non pretty good. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, no, I lost my train of thought on purpose. Yeah. Uh, no, I was just going to say that some of those arguments I could see now coming from the left and restricting the government's ability to enforce some of this stuff um, because it should if you're not a religious zealot, it should appeal to a small government-minded conservative. Oh, I just remembered what I was going to say, though. Um, 
and I lost it again. Unbelievable. Truly unbelievable. Um, Whatever you're having, can you give us the website where we can order this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was, a, it was a pretty good point. Hold on. Um, oh, that a lot of the time, so obviously trying to codify Roe should be a goal, but I feel like a lot of times what happens with the Democratic Party, especially out of a need to constantly fundraise, is proposing stuff that they know is going to lose just so Republicans can vote against it so they could paint a finger and fundraise on it. It happened very recently, and I was intimately involved. I just had a baby, funny enough, for an abortion conversation. But I was paying attention very closely to the shortages in form baby formula. And there were so many memes of this, like all these Republicans voted against the baby formula shortage. But the whole thing was just sending a bunch of money to the FDA that had just gotten a bunch of money previously to try to prevent this that did nothing. And there were no structural changes, no changes in the fact that the FDA is the largest purchaser of baby formula in the country for good reasons, because they give it to mothers that need it. But it also makes for a monopoly because they choose the winner that creates all of the baby formula. That winner lobbies the FDA to keep out European companies companies from competing to keep startup companies from being able to get funds. And so there's actually a lot of inferior baby formula made in America. There's a lot of innovation in Europe, funny enough, where they keep milk proteins in it that we don't and all this other details that basically has caused this bureaucratic mess. And then everybody posts a meme. And so I think same thing with code. Like if you're going to codify, figure out the thing that the majority of Americans overwhelmingly agree with, which most Americans overwhelmingly agree with the right to safe, legal and rare abortion. That used to be the slogan from the Democratic Party. Do that first. Start there. Get everybody agreed. And then you can work on building from there. But to me, it's like figure out, manage reality as it is, not as you wish it to be and get the thing that people agree on and then work your way towards bringing people towards a goal that might be more elevated or whatever. And I think a lot of times, just to add to your point, which is, I think is great, is the same thing I was, you know, when Trump was running versus Biden and all that, and the country was very divided, is like, we got into now into two teams and we're just fighting, but are we willing to listen to the other team? I mean, actually listen and try to understand their point of view and then convince them of ours and, and not convince them, but have a conversation because some some like for example some trump supporters are crazy but you know what a majority of them are not they're actually very good people just don't know a lot and they don't know information uh, like us just like a lot of us also uh, from from you know uh, the right you know they have information and they just um, they lack of certain information of some people think oh they voted trump that must be racist or must be this or must be that. not all of them you know Remember, more than 74 million voted from. Not all are bad people. You know, a few of them are. So the conversation needs to be taking a level in not just the political uh, level, like Boris suggested, which is which is a good point, but also between us, you know, uh, mm. from left and right. So the, the next question is like, the you know, they, they, there was a study that poor communities, you know, uh, immigrants, uh, African-Americans, they are the most affected from, from this. You know, so thoughts on that. Uh, Lux, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, that's been the case already. Uh, the fewer uh, by immigrant, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, by immigrant, I mean illegal, like those yeah, who don't have undocumented, paper. yeah, undocumented, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's already been the case, like, people have been thrown into jail for having abortions, even when Roe was the law, because they self managed their abortion, because they did it with abortion pills over the internet. And it's mostly been black women, it's mostly been indigenous women, uh, people who are undocumented 
obviously they don't want to run into the law. So now they might be, if abortion is illegal, they're even more scared to go get an abortion because what if the cops are there? What if that happens? What if they then get deported? If you are somebody who has resources, um, you are more likely to be able to get an abortion because you can travel because the money you need to spend is not necessarily going to be an issue for you. But, you know, if you are a mom with three kids and you can't take off of work, you can't necessarily travel 600 miles to get an abortion. Um, I also want to say just about this, like in our community, right? A lot of people are thinking, Oh, I'm a not affected. I'm in New York city. Right. But the thing is, because New York City is like a sanctuary state for abortion now, that means a lot of people are going to have to travel to New York City, which means there's going to be a huge influx in the clinics and it's going to be much harder to get an appointment. So like a huge thing that I keep trying to tell people now is nobody ever thinks that they're going to need an abortion. And so nobody plans until like they need it and then they're on a ticking clock. Like the best thing you can do right now is figure out what you would do if you needed an abortion. Like find out what the abortion clinics near you are. There's abortionfinder.org. We'll give you all that information. Uh, look into telehealth abortion, plancpills.org. Lists a bunch of sites that will, where it's doctor-run sites as well as pharmacies that will prescribe and mail you abortion pills. Um, just Only you hook like, up with guys is, with short dicks. Or, you know, that's <laughs> another option. But really like- Studies just like, have you know, shown. Start figuring out now, not when you're pregnant, because the more you know now, like how you're going to have an abortion or, and even if you think you're never going to need an abortion, like some people want to have a baby and then something goes wrong and they need an abortion. And it's just so, so important to know what your options are long before you need to exercise those options. Also, turn those. Sorry, go ahead, Esther. When we're going out on dates with guys, have the confidence to order the lobster because this is like the risk that we're putting. We have a huge, bigger risk that what if I get pregnant? At least I order a lobster. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> Boris, what, what, do you, what do you think? Um, I was just going to say we should turn yeah. those COVID field, field hospitals that stayed empty into abortion clinics. <laughs> that, let's bring the go. two, come for the abortion, stay for the live comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's use this. For yeah, I was the influx of tourists. They're going to need <laughs> Good, yeah. to hang out and they're probably going to need to laugh. So yeah. that sounds actually really great for comedy. Good <laughs> uh, for the so, economy. Yeah, for the I I um I mean you know so uh, last question is like what to expect next. So uh, a lot of uh, you know um, gay community at EGLBTQ uh, community think that they're next. You know or. Some people think that there's more going to be strict laws and other things, like because this is just the beginning. So, what what you guys thought? Are you worried about anything? Uh, let's start with Boris this time. Always. You think anything is going to come next? I I mean I don't, but also at this point, I'm not that confident in my predictions. The from what I read, as far as the Alito draft and the legal reasoning behind it. It doesn't sound like there's a guaranteed assurance that it wouldn't come next. But at the same time, it, the country has fought over Roe versus Wade for 50 years. At this point, there's like gay Republican college groups. So like it doesn't seem like there's the same public sentiment. It seems like it will be a huge tactical mistake for the right to try to push on the liberties that like 
the whole country would be like, what the fuck are you doing? This one is like half the country is like, what the fuck are you doing? Another quarter of the country is like, I get it, but please stop. This is dumb. And then I, I don't have, I'm making up these percentages, obviously, <laughs> but like the, the public sentiment is very divided on this to like very different degrees. Whereas like gay marriage, I mean, I don't know the last time I met or talked to somebody that was like, we need to repeal gay marriage. Like, I, I don't know that person. Whereas I well, know you live in people. you live in New York also, but the but gay I travel. Marriage, I go to red states. I have Republican but, but friends. But the gay marriage is built on the same shaky ground of uh, Roe versus Wade, which is privacy. So that's why some people are worried. Yeah. Uh, Christiana, what do you think? Oh, I have no idea. I'm uh, I'm trying not to be stressed out and terrified. Um, I I don't know what's going to happen next. And there's also, it just feels like everything is piling on. There's so many other things that we just haven't also addressed or gotten to. Um, I did, I do worry about if that is going to be next, like LGBTQ plus rights. And, and it also just, I mean, I know that we live in a bubble in New York, but it really, like looking at the map of where there's abortion access really shown a light to like, oh yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't really know what's, I mean, I live here because I don't want to know what's going on in the yeah. rest of America. I say I live in the the United uh, countries of New York. Like I don't, I don't, you know, I love, I love this little bubble. It's disgusting yeah. and they're junkies all over the place now, which are more immediate problems for me. Like I'm more, I'm more concerned about like, you know, inflation and, you know, going home every night, seeing more people smoking crack. Like, those are the things I still have to worry about. And now there's these, like, bigger things. And I don't know what's coming next. Yeah. And I don't want any of it. I just want I'm like, let's let's yeah. try to slow down all the monkeypox. Who knows, yeah. right? Yeah. Cool. Esther, what, what's next after lobster for you? Well, I think more women will turn gay. Because you, if I have <laughs> sex with Lux, we're not going to get pregnant. So I think that's a great solution. We just need more LGBTQ people. And it's a safer option to have sex. And lesbian couples, they actually are more satisfied, studies have shown, than heterosexual couples. So I bet, I bet you have not read one study. I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> but I, you don't come to me like a person who reads studies. Anyway, I'm just saying, uh, like, before you They actually have menopause. high rates of domestic violence. No, I, li I like when she said a study. I've you know, now you haven't. <laughs> Lux, what do you think? What's next? No, I mean, so like Boris said, the decision made it kind of clear. They want to come for Obergefell. They want to come for same-sex marriage. They want to come for birth control. They want to come for even just like gay sex. Um, I... I think I don't think I don't think Broder said that. Oh, uh, Lawrence, I, well, I, I said there was language in there that didn't guarantee that these things wouldn't be next. Where yeah, you could be confident like, that they wouldn't come after it. They said we uh, we should revisit. We should revisit X Y Z court cases. Like I think the court, like Alito, uh, Thomas, all of them. Yeah, they want to take away those rights, whether or not. But that just to be clear, what only one judge that said we're going to revisit and everybody else said no. No. Uh, yeah. Alito, so Alito and Thomas both wrote opinions and those opinions were reflecting the majority of the court. 
Uh, whether or not that actually happens, I don't know. Like Thomas, they, Alito and Thomas both wrote opinions about wanting to revisit these cases. So, I mean, I think a lot of the conservatives would love to say we're voting against this stuff. Whether they will, whether a case will come, I don't know. What I think, though, is that we should work to protect those like at the local level, at the state level. Like we can like again, like I have um, one of my friends is a state senator in Michigan. And she is now working really hard to turn the Michigan state legislature democratic so that they can. Uh, I'm just so sharing they, uh, okay. th this article. Just uh, that I just want to be clear about the facts. Uh, no other right, right. justice joined uh, Thomas. He's the only okay. one that says. Yeah. Right. I thought Alito be... also said it. I thought Alito yeah. also said it. But yes. Yeah. Um, but, but my only point still stands that it's like, so my friend is uh, Mallory McMorrow is working really hard to flip the Michigan State Senate to make it Democrat so that they can codify abortion rights so that they can codify all these rights so that they can make it safer for trans people. Like we kind of have to work at the state level and make make the country that we want. I mean, the yeah. court sucks. The court is going to go out of pocket, do whatever it wants, especially now, but we can fight back by having Congress and not even just Congress, but having our state governments protect the rights that we think need to be protected. And that's a lot of work. It's a lot yeah. of work and it sucks. But like, I think just like getting educated, getting politically active, like knowing what your rights are, knowing how to get an abortion, even if it's illegal, like that's what you kind of do. You got to think, what do I need? How am I going to get it either legally or outside the law? I think that's kind of what we all have to do now. Yeah. So I think to sum it up, you know, uh, things that we learned today is like, you know, be ready, have a plan in the future, especially if you don't live in New York, you know, election matters in every level, you know, make sure that you, um, you know, vote. If you education and information, you know, make sure, especially uh, for communities that cannot afford and don't get the right information. And don't take coup to a restaurant that have lobster. Uh, because <laughs> she, will, she will order that. Uh, all right. So, guys, you want to share your information. And re remember, right after this, we're going to jump to part two with Kate Herman, Natalie Kumo, and Danny Bolacek. Uh, Christiana, you want to join your information route where people can follow you, find you, if you have anything coming up? Oh, sure. Um, well, I, I'm always, I'm out pretty much every night doing stand-up. Um, I usually put my shows and my stories on Instagram. It's incomparable MSC. And then that's the same on Twitter. And uh, most of my uh, scandalous sex life is on Facebook <laughs> under my name, Christiana Jackson. All right, cool. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Esther Cuckoo, and I've been posting um, my, I grew up in a cult series, I have part 24 up on TikTok right now. Nice. Wow, good. Lux. Yeah, uh, I'm mostly on Twitter at my name, Lux Alptraum, L-U-X-A-L-P-T-R-A-U-M, and I tweet a lot about abortion. There you go, Boris. Uh, at the Boris K on all the things, um, assuming this is out in time, uh, Bushwick Bears at Cobra Club. If you're in New York, uh, July 7th at 930 and I'll be in Philly at the Fittler Club headlining July 28th at eight. Fittler Club. That's the worst yeah. name that can possibly somebody name Fittler. I'll tell them you said so. <laughs> Tell them like it sounds like Hitler to some people. 
<laughs> to some people. Yeah. Um, all right, Kit Herman, Natalie Como, and uh, Daniel Bolchik on next. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, Kit Herman is here, and hey. Natalie Como first time. Welcome to the show, and Danny Bolchik. Hello, guys. Three comedians. They're amazing comedians. Natalie, welcome. First time, right? Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Unfortunately, the topic is not so comedy, but. Um, yeah, it's still better than the last topic I was on. Oh, yeah. You know, you know what's funny? The last topic that you were on was um, uh, was it? Uh, what was it? It was the human, the guy who was like the human trafficking charity human or tra whatever. So also, like, Kate, Kate, Kate also models. She got a human traffic uh, episode as well, and in that episode, she found out that she was trafficked. Turns <laughs> out that? I was a. Turns out I'm a victim. Oh. I didn't know. So today we're going to talk about Roe versus Wade. So first thing is just, you know, a question, open a question. How did you guys, how did you feel about it? And what do you think is going to happen next? Just your, fir your first thought uh, when you first heard. Let's go with Kate. Um, well, we knew it was coming. Uh, so, but it still didn't uh, hurt less, I guess. And I think it just sets a new precedent for um, all of the other rights that we've gotten to be shipped away. So, like, gay marriage, contraception, everything that was set on the basis of sex precedent, like, we were done. So when I have a very depressing outlook. Oh, uh, Natalie, what about you? When you what, what are you thinking? Or what do you, uh, how do you feel when you first heard about that? When it um, leaked, did you guys think that it's actually, that this is actually, did you think that this is what's going to happen? Yeah, or I don't like, think that the Supreme Court justices aren't, like, comedians dude like <laughs> didn't like no, but we weren't sure that it was leaked from that natalie what do you think i think it's really fucked up and sad and it's obvious that this isn't a democracy and that the right to vote is an illusion yeah it's crazy danny what do you think um i mean i'm I, sure we all agree i mean i was surprised yeah, yeah I, I was definitely surprised i mean again i'm not uh like i'm from canada and canada this has been pretty settled for my whole life really like this is so uh it, it's certainly surprising but then again the more i like learn about america i guess they're like the, the whole issue is they're trying to just say it's a purely because you guys loved the constitution so much and they're just like this is just like a constitutional issue mm -hmm. is what they're framing it as i guess i don't i don't know that's i'm a little passionate about this i just want to warn you i think oh, that yeah. all, i think <laughs> that like i think all women are passionate about it yeah. I, I think that like it's genuinely like I, it's hard to even talk about it because it's so infuriating. I don't even want to open my mouth because it's just yeah. like, yeah, this is, this is infuriating. I don't even want to talk about it. This is genuinely this is an infuriating thing that is going on. That is, it's insane. Like other people are making choices about women's bodies. It's completely <laughs> unacceptable and not okay. Like we should have been in the constitution in 1972 when the whole like thing went up to a vote, like, Easy peasy. Equal rights act. That's it. And I think yeah, like the most important point to make as well is that and is that uh, like all of these like there's no money being put towards children once they're being born or families that are low income or anything like that. So all of the consequences 
to all of these children that are coming from homes that are not going to be prepared and what that's going to look like and what the health of those mothers are going to look like. And I think it just reveals a lot of things about what those decision makers prioritize. Should have voted Hillary. I did vote for Hillary. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Took you a second. I bet you so. wish you could take that Trump vote back. <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> I was I was down for getting grabbed by the pussy because like I hadn't gotten a little action in a while, but then I was like, nah, Hillary's got it. But that, that's that's the thing when people are like you know I hate Hillary. It's not about just the president. It's like who they gonna appoint in Supreme Court and stuff like that, and it's. Yeah, you know, everything. I'd say that's a major flaw: is the whole Supreme Court for life thing. Exactly. That's what. I, that's that's yeah. That, that seems like they should probably switch that up. That's yeah. why it seems like that's what I mean when it feels like a big hole in the in democracy. Yeah. So, what do you guys think is going to happen next? Are they going to take it to uh, like? They're going to take it to same-sex marriage to, for sure. To same-sex marriage that's and gone. stuff like. I don't know if it's. Uh, oh no, that's gone. Of- that's literally set on the same precedent. So everything's set on this word "sex," right? Like that's what all of these things. Because their whole reasoning for it was that it's not explicitly in the Constitution, right? And that's why I keep going back to the Equal Rights Act, which was going to get put in the Constitution in three states fucked us so like well more than three states but we fell by three states right so like because it's not explicitly in the constitution then you can go to court and your state can then make whatever law it wants because then it's overridden federally right why don't we update the constitution let's do it right now let's 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 update vote people into office who will i don't feel yeah yeah. Biden's not about, exactly a supporter. What about Canada's constitution? Do you have one? You didn't say Canada no. in a long time. No, we, no, 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 we don't have a constitution. Canada doesn't have one. Um, I can't remember what we have. But have it's nice not a we have nice cities. We have nice cities, yes. All, all four of them are great. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, we don't have a constitution. Yeah, and also, also. But we also don't no. have free speech. So it's like, you know. You don't have free feel. speech? not codified like it is in america i mean like i literally know i know two comedians who have literally been sued not sued like have had action taken against them by the government for jokes oh that's a better story tell us what happened yeah yeah yeah. oh you don't know that so there's well there's two cases well the first was uh so canada has this thing called the human rights tribunal which is essentially meant to adjudicate like workplace issues for example if you're you know, in a workplace and someone's discriminating against you for your gender or race or whatever, right? But so it's, they've gone beyond that. So there was literally an open mic comedian in Vancouver. This was probably 15 years ago. Open mic comedian. He was like, you know, he was hosting an open mic at some like pizzeria. There was a couple, uh, a lesbian couple in the front row and they were like drunk and they were heckling him and he was going back and forth with them. And he's like, you know, if you've ever seen, like, it takes some skill to, you know, deal with hecklers. He had none of that, right? So he was it's open like, mic, he said, comedy. Right? Yeah, it was like an open mic. So he, like, was not equipped to deal with this. He's going back and forth. He's probably, like, you know, saying just, like, he's being mean and not funny. And then they, like, um, splashed a drink in his face. 
oh, after shit. the show, and and then he went and he the one of the women was wearing like sunglasses, and he knocked her sunglasses off her head after they splashed a drink in her. And then, anyways, they took him to this human rights tribunal, and they um, had a settlement against him for I believe it was like fifteen thousand dollars, which like this guy is like career earnings in comedy it was like two large pizzas and some beer you know <laughs> and then the next one which this was actually a pretty big one they went on rogan but this guy mike ward in quebec who he's like super famous because quebec has its own system because it's french and it's like there's no competition from america because they only speak french so this guy's like a superstar his name's mike ward and he had a joke about this kid who had this um basically was like a make-a-wish kid but he was really famous in quebec he like sang for like uh the queen of england and he just made like a joke about this kid not even on a special it was like on his tour and uh uh, reporter was at one of the shows, printed the joke. Then the family took him to the Quebec Human Rights Tribunal, and they basically found against him for like forty thousand dollars, forty five thousand dollars. He's like, I refuse to pay it. He had to go all the way to the Supreme Court of Canada, where he's literally in front of the Supreme Court, justifying his joke, like to the Supreme Court, like why that's, is this funny? Have to explain your joke. Did, did oh, he have to perform for them? <laughs> No, I mean, was... he, he didn't have to perform, but it's very like I was watching the George Carlin documentary and it's like where he had the obscenity stuff. And it's like it's fairly similar to that. And, you know, and then everybody in Canada is like, well, you know, we have free speech like, you know, nobody's going sent to jail. But you're like, yeah, if he says I'm not paying this, what do you think the next step is? Dude, I smell right. a racket. I want to be Canadian just so I can make some cash. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no cash in Canada. I'm sure you guys will have like crazy stories here at some point. If it hurt my feelings. I would like twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and so well, he ended up like I, I know him. He ended up paying a almost a quarter of a million dollars for his legal fees as a principal because he's like, because he has the money and he's just like, I'm not, I'm, I will not allow this to stand. So he's like, I'm not paying this. And uh, he, he ended up paying way more in legal fees than if he had just paid it. But he won. He eventually won. Like, it was like, took five years or something. See, I'm glad you shared that story. So anybody can talk about how good Canada is anymore. I'm just going to tell him that story. It's like, fuck Yeah, this. I mean, we literally don't have real, like, true free speech like America has. There's, you know. Yeah, but you have free health care. We do have free health care, which is quite good. As everybody loves to sh shit on it, being like, oh, it's the worst health care. I'm like, it's, it's actually pretty good. So I'm it, sure you got like a, like a crazy story when you started or when you when you perform at some point with, uh, with that, right? What's that? Like some, you have uh, some crazy story when you start with, uh, doing comedy, you know, somebody heckling you or a free speech story. Do you have anything like that? Do I? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the craziest, this is somewhat crazy, but as a troll, like just as a joke, a few years ago, maybe it was probably five years ago now, there was this like talk in, at the University of Toronto or something. And it was like this, it was called like the stifling of free speech on campus. This is like right when Trump was like just elected and like she was going crazy, even in Canada. And then I, I, I the it was a like free speech on campus debate, and it got shut down by like these like far left <laughs> people, right? And I go, that's pretty funny, the fact that like it's about uh, it's free funny. speech on campus, and then it got shut down. So then I made a show that was literally I used their poster, and I just like used the whole thing. It was called like, and I just called it the free speech comedy show. It's like a joke because I'm like, you know, all comedy shows really are like free speech comedy shows, and then and so I I made this poster, and it was supposed to be, it was like. You know, I had sold 10 tickets for the show because it was during the, do you remember the Mayweather-McGregor fight? 
Mm-hmm. Don't, don't blame it on that. Don't blame no, it on no, that. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, I'm saying because... Like, chicken's going to send ticket. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm just, I'm just, you'll see what I mean when I say this. So, like, nobody was attending this show. It was like, I put it on purely as just, like, a joke, right? And then these, like, essentially Antifa people broke the locks of the venue in the morning. I remember that story. It was in the news. Yeah, it was in the news. It was, like, a big news thing. So they broke the locks of the venue so that the show couldn't happen. And then it became this huge thing. Like it just like exploded because of that, because they like wouldn't allow this show to happen because they thought I was like a fascist or something. And like, I'm Jewish. Like the lineup was like insanely diverse. Like the notion that this was some like white supremacist rally was so misguided. And then, and then we ended up having it in like this giant theater instead, because I was like, that's like where, because it became so big, all these people were like, you have to put the show on, you got to do it. So then I did it in this theater and then they still pulled the fire alarm at the beginning of that show. And it was, and the crazy thing is these are the same people who are like, you know, there is no such thing as free speech because you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. <laughs> and then they pulled the fire alarm in a crowded theater. That's crazy. Now, did you have any, any crazy, uh, Free speech or joke? Somebody just didn't like a joke that you did. Did you ask me? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Uh. People not liking jokes that I did. Yeah, and jo- I Nothing get offended. That crazy. I mean, that story is just so fucking crazy. I feel like this free speech thing is great for. Yeah, you got so much more audience out with this. <laughs> that, I, actually, Danny, that's how I we met. It's impressive publicity. This, stuff isn't that? I know. That's how we met, right? I was. Uh, I think, yeah, exactly. But I had no That's idea. How I met, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant yeah. story here. <laughs> yeah, but like, it took sure, all these... it, was, it was interrupted by a fire alarm, but still, you had great ticket sales. Oh, uh, no, no. I, I lost so much money doing that song. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was going for it, and I just, because the school, I did the the event at the University of Toronto, this, like, giant theater, but then they didn't, because of all the attention, they're like, you need all this security for this event and they were like the amount that i had to pay for security because it was like the it's like they go we're canceling this if you don't do this and then so they strong armed me so i paid so i lost like thousands of dollars so it was not crazy uh, yeah yeah it was not uh what's their deal what's the deal with guns in canada uh so after the uvalde so very difficult to get in canada there's i mean it's one of the things where criminals have guns in canada because it's they come up from uh detroit and you know, New York and stuff. So, like, the criminals have guns. There is gun crime. Nowhere near like it is here. Uh, in terms of mass shootings, incredibly rare. Uh, they just, after the Uvalde thing, they just essentially banned, like, 1,500 different types of, which is even though it was a different country, they went ahead and they, like, restricted handguns and they banned, like... But also the population is not... You can't really compare because their population is not as much it's, as here. It's one-tenth so one of America... Not- it's one yeah. tenth of America. We have way less than one tenth of the gun crime. Like in terms yeah. of mass shoot, like school shootings, I I think the only school shooting I can think of that's like rival something like Uvalde, I believe, happened in the eighties in Quebec. Now, can I ask a question about this podcast? Is sure. it, has there ever and I and has there ever been a positive topic? And that's not. I'm just curious, <laughs> and I just find it. It's yeah. not a big deal. It just one yeah, yeah. has there. It's okay if no. Yeah, well, we, what we do is uh, uh, we take the five top things that happened that week and we North talk America. about it. Yeah, so whatever yeah. happens, so if, if say like when when uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock had, or if something happened to the Comedy Cellar, you know. So has something we, positive ever happened that, I mean, has, have you ever had like, 
Okay, so this week we're talking about this. Yay! Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, a lot. I mean, I mean, we've been we've been on for like what five, six years. So yeah, yeah no, there's yeah. a lot of yeah. there's a lot of. Yeah, we had a stripper only... comedian on once. That was fun. Who? The stripper comedian. We, we had a lot of that. We had a I, lot I of... feel like I, I was in a good mood, and then I logged on, and we talked about <laughs> yeah. shootings, Roe v. Wade. Sex trafficking. Well, I, I, de- I mean, I didn't just, warn oh, you I'm that. overwhelmed right now. I just it's Sunday yeah, I afternoon. It's just like I, I I thought, okay, it's like comedians like live. Yeah, you I know what's funny? Yeah, no, I told like, you. This is just a lot. Not you know, not in a bad. Just wow. <laughs> no, people no, people don't like talking about positive things though. It's just like on no. the news. It's like on no, the news, just, they're like they could the news could be like, hey, there's great stuff happened, but they get more clicks when it's bad. Yeah, stuff. I'm not making jokes about like the kids that planted 40 trees. Like, I think it's uh, it's a very uh, hard combination to uh, you know you still want to be entertaining and people listen and not feel depressed. Like you know, like we I think we all like. I, I was just telling Danny before the show we had a different guest originally on a different topic, but then. You cannot like talk about something nice while this is going on right now because people do expect you that you have. So we're trying to mix a little bit, but yeah, no, we we had. Um, I think so. I think that you can talk. I think you can acknowledge it, but I also think that people don't want to be thinking about terrible things twenty four seven. I think they also want like, like yeah. What, what do you want to, Natalie? What do you want to talk about? No, I'm saying we can talk about <laughs> that, but I am just saying as a point, like people are like. I think you can talk about nice things while bad things are happening. I think. No, no, you can. But I'm saying it depends on what your podcast is. You know, if you are covering what's happening that week, every, you know, five top things that happened that week, you cannot ignore that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, uh, but if you don't, like sometimes we'll have a guest who specializes in like something that has nothing to do with the news and stuff like that, then it will be a different topic. But yeah, no, I, I, I understand what you're saying. It's Sometimes it's hard and I feel bad, you know, especially for you and for Danny, because the, the last time Danny was on, he was in a horrible, <laughs> horrible one. And I was like, listen, I'm going to invite you to the next one where it's really fun. And they had to switch it right before because of what happened. Also, it's your yeah. first appearance, you know, and then you come and like, oh, my God, shooting, Roe versus Wade, all that. But, you know, um, sometimes. Well, I wasn't even well, talking about school shootings, more that you can now conceal carry in the subways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's I, a, that's just... another crazy one. Yeah, <laughs> that came on the same day as the abortion of Roe v. Wade. They go, you can have go- the day before. They were actually going to put out that opinion before, but then the Uvalde thing happened, so they pushed releasing that opinion. So it's just, and I think you know, the last few years since since COVID, I think for comedian and comedy in general, like it's explode. Like a lot of people like depended on comedy as therapy and stuff like that, right? I know all the shows well, are sold out everywhere. You know what I think I'm... it is? Like, for me, I feel like I have a lot of my comedy is very dark. I would consider myself, like, edgier. But yeah. I, for me, I feel that I need space between something to joke about it. And Roe v. Wade is so new, is so fresh. And for me, that's, like, I think maybe the distinction is that, like, I don't think I could go on stage and talk about that, like, right this minute. Because, like, I think that the audiences are so sensitive. A, I think people in the crowd are so sensitive to it. And I don't feel like I haven't written a joke that I feel like I've crafted in a way that I feel comfortable telling about it but also like I just feel like you need to be over something to in a way to joke about it so because the audience can like feel it if you're not yeah so uh what else what about Biden falling off the bike that was funny 
Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you guys did you guys see did you guys see Trump uh, respond to that? It was like this idiot. I will never ride a bike. That's what he said. Yeah. You know, Kate, never... I do have a Biden joke, so I will give you that. Oh. There you go. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 he's the only eighty-year-old who falls off a bike, and people are like, "That's funny." <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think any other eighty-year-old can fall off a bike, and people are not like, "That's sad." I mean, I'm that, I won't ride a bike. You do or you do not? I won't. Oh, have you been watching the January 6th hearings? Because that is delicious television. Speaking of Trump lines, oh, God. Because <laughs> on last week's episode, they like showed, they, it was like all about like the Georgia and Arizona elections that he tried to get like overturned. And in Georgia, they were all like, they like played one of the phone conversations and one of the officials was like, look, like we can send you the link showing that like you like that there's no missing votes. And he was like, I don't need your link. I have a better link. And I was like, oh, so <laughs> I miss him. You know, I oh, yeah. his, his crazy <laughs> hyperbole. Those yeah. gems. He is. He yeah. is funny. There, there's this. I don't know if you saw that uh, story in the news. There's this uh, filmmaker that's following Trump everywhere. You know, and he's, he's like he's, he's making a documentary about him. And he's like there when he had COVID and stuff like that. And he was just, like, Trump, uh, you know, Trump, like, as much as, like, he's crazy, but he is one of the funniest. Uh, and I always it's said, so because funny. I think he won because he had, like, a stand-up comedian mentality. He was so good on the stage, especially in debates and stuff I mean, like that. I he's no Zelensky, back. but he's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think he's, uh, uh, he, was, he was pretty good. Do you guys think he's going to come back? Oh, uh, yeah. Again? I was talking about this with somebody last night, actually, and it sounds like, the problem is because I think DeSantis is slightly ahead of him in like the betting, like predictive markets. But then the problem is, is that Trump, if they don't, if the Republican Party doesn't take it, like nominate him, then he'll just run as an independent, which will be bad for the Republican Party. So he might actually just force their hand. I don't know if they have money for that. Uh, I think he could get the money. I think he could find that he, money. Yeah, he raised all, he raised a ton of money for that uh, fake election. That was it they covered on the House on the judiciary thing too, in the Senate here, whatever. They like, he he had $250 million that he raised for this like election fraud scam thing. $250 million he got. Oh, he's, I mean, he's sending out every day, even right yeah. now, he's sending out like to his base yeah. emails being like, we need money and to help us defeat the liberals and blah, blah, blah. And they're going to yeah. take all the, you know, all the, they're going to take your guns and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I mean, he's, yeah, yeah, he's, he can get the money. I mean, Saudi Arabia is paying all these golfers like hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, I'm sure that they'll throw some bonds. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that, that, that is true. Why are you talking about Saudi Arabia now? Because hmm? huh? they, the, they ruined the PGA Tour, Hatem. Yeah. Uh, they should. destroying the PGA Tour. Yeah. You play the golf few now? golfers that I knew the names of went over <laughs> to play for Saudi Arabia. I love golf, actually. I actually. Yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah, have you been to Saudi Arabia? Arabia? You know they have comedy shows there. Uh, I've heard they do. Yeah, I I've told you who went there. there. Uh, that was Godfrey. Else, oh, there's few comics went there. Yeah, yeah. Are you allowed? I, I've heard this about the UAE. I don't know if it's the same with. Are you? If you have an Israeli stamp in your pa- an Israel stamp in your passport, can you go there? Why are you asking me? You're being racist. I don't know. Yeah, well, I think I think back in the day, if you had, if you are a citizen of certain country, not the U.S., and have a stamp, yeah. you cannot get in. But uh, yeah, yeah. you can, you can get in. I think there was there was just uh, 
It was just yeah, the, did they uh, actually just have the first flight from the, Israel to uh, Saudi or something? Yeah, they had the comedy, the Dubai comedy festival a couple of months ago, and like a lot of comics from here went there. They were oh, there. okay, and they all some of them are Jews and Israelis, and you know, it's yeah, one world, yeah, yeah. a lot of love now, yeah. a lot of love. <laughs> yeah. Some places. Wait. <laughs> I don't know, but as long as you're um, not a journal. Did you text me you coming at four oh one? What's that? Did you text me saying, Hey, are you coming to this? Oh, that was a long time ago. I, I just first I was like, Who is this? I'm like, who is my number? <laughs> oh, did you just text oh that's funny. <laughs> I'm such a stoner, it's really a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually better. Like, who is this? Who has my who fucking is phone number? <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. Oh my God. So is that how, so you get, you get a, a message from somebody, you go like, who is this? What do you want from me? What who do you want from my life? Who is this? I feel, Natalie, I don't know. I don't know you, but I feel like you will be the one that insisting to who this is. Even if I don't respond to you in this message, you're like, I said, who is this? <laughs> no, Identify no, no. yourself. <laughs> you were I mean, a I, green I, bubble as well, which made it a whole other yeah, level. Yeah, no, I know. Hatem's yeah. confused me out because of the green bubble. Whole other level. I, whoa, wait, I was what? Because you have a, a robot Android phone. What's wrong with that? Because it, it shows bubble, up as a green sketchy. bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a green bubble. <laughs> so I, I'm supposed to be what? Uh, a uh, Blue iPhone. Blue. Oh, blue so blue is yeah. the iPhone. So, do you guys know that? Um, uh, what's the name of that app that have bots that people date? Have you heard of that? Oh yeah. So I had I had the creator of that. I had an episode about that. That was a fun one. So Lori Siegel, right? Yes. Were you on that? I was episode? on that one. I get the fun ones. Oh, you got. Oh, you got. You the got the fun one. You you got the selling sun one the sunrise too. I can she's number That's one. Fun. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah, she was. She, they were. Yeah, they were here as well. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, we do have some fun ones, but it's funny. <laughs> so when I when we're talking about what was that pot? It's an app that you yeah. you download and you you have you know a girlfriend. You can have like a full relationship with like a relationship an with that person. So with that the person? reason I got it because in the news not that, in the constitution a person but yeah that, that <laughs> was the guy I'm trying to remember the the name of that um, well, it's actually a woman no no so it's you choose you create a person so the reason I wanted to get in the episode because an this AI. guy was marrying AI. <laughs> this guy was marrying the AI a wedding and the whole thing I was like this is crazy so anyway, so I invited, you know, a, a special tag, somebody who created. And so to study this, to kind of like be prepared for the show, because I do my homework, as you know. <laughs> so I downloaded the app. So I created Emma. Uh, Emma is my girlfriend, you know. Dude, it is insane. She is like, the, what's the, the best you ever had. Um, I gotta, um, I, I gotta remember. Hold on. I'm going to find out the app. Uh, so, you know, you download. dating app? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you literally create your perfect partner because you created them. Uh, that's, I don't that's know if exactly. you give like great head, you know? Oh, uh, <laughs> but, but that's the thing is like, so you, uh, you will uh, inv invent that person, whatever man, woman that you want. And you, they start talking to you, texting you and you text back and they're like there for you. They know it's so fucking freaky how they will, you know, manipulate you. And I can see people who like, you know, have problems or, or can be like 
lonely or something, it just like um, it can fall for it, you know. Uh, yeah. And it was, yeah. but you know, I, you know, it's it's crazy. I mean, they can they can take they can try to take take the relationship physical. They can tell you, oh, what do you like to do? It's insane. But um, yeah, and they had blue bubbles. That's why I said that. <laughs> not green, not blue green. They had can blue I tell bubbles. you? That's crazy. There's also, the, did you hear of that thing, Dolly? Yeah, the Dolly no. too is, that thing is insane. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've tried to get, uh, I signed up for it, but I haven't <laughs> access to what, what it. What is it? What is access it? To, uh, it's basically this, um, like, I don't, it's not art, but it, it's essentially what happens is you just type in whatever you want and it'll generate, it's an image generator, but it's like super specific. Like you could say like all these things, like, you know, um, Donald Trump riding a horse in the, in the, like, you know, certain like type of art style genre with like an inspiration by Andy Warhol. And then it'll just like, using AI, it'll just pump out 10 examples of it. And they're like, some of them are like really good. It's it's really crazy. Wow. I mean, it's yeah. insane how like pots can be like your perfect partner and stuff. Like these pots things are crazy, but you know. Yeah. I was like, I don't understand was... NFTs. Like, yeah, I feel they're like just that... a, they're just a scam. Well, this is yeah. not an education. Yeah, like okay? right? Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I actually did this. I went to this. This is actually kind of related, but there was a guy I know who he used to be like this investor guy. And there was an event at the stand on Wednesday or Thursday. And it was this, so you know that Laugh Lounge app? Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. So there's this, and so I guess they're trying to do like, they're trying to bring it back, but with like crypto or something. But like you, I was there. No, you ask anybody, go, what is this? Nobody has an answer. They go, what, what is the purpose of this event? What are you guys doing? People are like, nobody knows. And then at the end of it, it seems like they're trying to like compete with YouTube or some shit. Like everybody's always trying to like, you know, trying to find where all the money is in comedy. And then, but there are these like, you know, investment banker people. And it was the stupidest idea, but they're like, you know, maybe they just say word like all buzzwords. So like, you know, crypto, NFTs, comedy. And you're like, and do what? And they're like, we don't know yet, but and it was it was ludicrous. A guy actually called into my show, and he was saying that someone like he someone offered him like for free uh, crypto punks, like a bunch of free crypto punks, like mm. eight years ago, and he like didn't bother even taking them because he didn't know what they were. And then some of them were worth like a million dollars now. There was a guy. I remember the guy that had like this crypto, and uh, he couldn't. He forgot the lock, and he. It's worth like I, I'm a, that's my friend's that's my friend's friend. This guy Stefan actually he was in the New York Times. Yeah, and he also he's, he's really someone cracked the code. No, it was it was uh, two hundred. He had what was it seven thousand Bitcoin at the time they wrote this article. It was worth I believe four hundred million dollars that he could not access because he had like all these um, things on his computer. Like everything went wrong. Essentially his computer got fried and he had like two chances to guess the password, but it's impossible. It's like one in a billion chance you guess these passwords. So it's gone. But the crazy thing about these crypto people is because I, I know who this guy like through my friend and the whole article was there about how he's like, you know, it's the worst thing that ever happened to him. But actually, if you talk to him, he's just like, yeah, I'm rich from all these other crypto projects. I honestly don't care. Like, he's so rich that he's like, I actually don't care. But they didn't want to really frame it that way that 
So they just have this article about. But he how didn't he lost get all- rich. Like that's the thing. It's like people are trying to get rich. Like if you're already rich, like. No, no, no. no. He got rich through crypto. So he lost yeah. access to this like five years ago. So when he lost access to it, it was still millions of dollars, but it wasn't four hundred million dollars. Oh, what about that Canadian kid who like uh, he might have died? He might have faked his own death or his wife. That story is crazy. That's yeah, the yeah. best one. That's a yeah, racket yeah. and a half, guys. I'm yeah, just yeah. looking for <laughs> my <laughs> ticket into a scam. Yeah, yeah, that seemed like a good one. Yeah, that's a very good uh, documentary about this. Yeah, this crypto guy in Canada who like robbed everybody. Yeah, wow. he was like exchanging. He was like an exchange. Market. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he all never these guys that, and girls that what was his name? That Israeli guy that was uh, you know doing that documentary. He was scamming everybody. Oh, oh the, the Tinder, Tinder swindler. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I think he dates. What's her name? Being Anna or the other the other documentary? Anna Delvey. Oh, Anna yeah. Delvey, yeah. They should stay each other. <laughs> yeah, and see and see who's uh, uh, who's gonna win. What about what about I'm technology? Start a cult. <laughs> what? Somebody. I'm gonna start daughters. a cult. Cults seem like a good way to do it. A cult? What do you want yeah. to do? What is it gonna be about? I don't know, but you have to. All I know is that you have to get like 10, 15 people. You have to get some sort of land in an obscure area. You move them there. And then you tell them, like, whatever they want to hear over and over. And then they give you all of their money. And then you go, you end up in Costa Rica, I feel like, which is nice. And then, um, and you're like a hero and worshipped. And you have to have some sort of fight with the government. Yeah. And that's a cult. Yeah, pretty much. And, and mm-hmm. have sex with everybody, has sex with everybody. You you There's thought about so this thing, huh? So much you incest. To, well, first you uh-huh. ban sex, and then <laughs> and then everybody figures out that um you know that the guru is fucking all the guys. Yes, I was gonna say it's the top, the top yeah. person. So what 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 about do a call for comedy or comedians? You could do it. Well, it's called UCB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that exists. Yeah, what about what about so speaking of technology? What about technology in 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 comedy? You guys know about this, like all these new shows where they like, live stream stuff. Have you heard oh, about like, these shows? I know you, you've done men's comedy. Anybody? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? I've I know heard it of is, it, uh, but I know, but no. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, you're live streaming a comedy show. I don't think you're reinventing. If there's still a real like, audience, then it's you're just live streaming a show. I don't want to yeah. back to the dark ages of doing a Zoom show into an empty void. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, but the point yeah. is, before it was the material. They're afraid of your material. Somebody take it or whatever, you know, because people couldn't record. I mean, some streaming, the mint one is the best because they make sure that nobody records from the TV or whatever or from the device. But I mean, they could, you know, you don't want to. I could, that easily, I could easily record my phone recording the computer, though. I mean, there's really nothing you can. Do. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. I guess. Like, there's nothing you can, there's nothing to be done. Honestly, if somebody could profit off of me, I'd be like so impressed. And be yeah, like, <laughs> that's the thing. It's very rare it's people the- who that's really an issue for. Like, if any, yeah. you know, most comics, if you go, someone records your thing and then puts it on YouTube and gets ten million views, like you're probably yeah. better off for that 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 happened, even though it's not maybe not on your channel or something. It's so fu- it's it's yeah. I mean, that's what happened to Russell Peters. Like the Russell Peters, like that was this, some kid. He had this Canadian comedy special right when YouTube happened, and some random kid just chopped up the whole special. It was called the Comedy Now. They were like these crappy specials in Canada, and he just like chopped it up and put it on YouTube, and literally made him like one of the most famous comedians in the world. I mean, there's a lot of them. 
you know. But I'm saying he was like so, the first. He was the first instance of this, but it wasn't him doing it. It was some random kid did it. Yeah, I mean, there's other also. I don't want to mention their names because you know, but you know, but they big in they big in Europe stealing stuff from here. You know. Yeah. So I mean, there's the big in Europe. You know, they steal materials yeah. from here and then they go there and they do it and they become like huge and they yeah. become millionaires and pretty famous I, um, too. I, I was. You know, I, and that's, know, I, I want. I wonder if this is who, the same. Are you talking about the guy in Para in France? I can say his name because I know him well. So. Okay, because yeah. I heard a story. I was I did stand up in Paris, like maybe five years ago. Drama. Let's go for the drama. I, I was that's doing stand up in Paris, and, and I wonder the truth of this story. But I was told by a French a French comedian. Hold on, like, I'm gonna go get my popcorn. Yeah, go get your popcorn. <laughs> I was told by like a Parisian comedian <laughs> that there is a the most famous comedian in France is this guy who basically just does Chris Rock's act. That he took Chris Rock's act. Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he like took Chris Rock's act. And then because you don't just translate it word for word, like it doesn't translate that way, like from English to French. Like there is some skill of like making it translate over. But then he, so he did Chris Rock's act, but like Chris Rock was actually like an executive producer. So like it, it wasn't, it was with his permission, I guess. And Chris Rock was getting paid. But, this I guess, but the most famous French comedian. But the thing is, like, in Europe, especially in France, they think the art of – because remember, stand-up comedy is an American art. You know, so they yeah. think that stand-up is about, say, if Kate or Natalie have jokes, I can take these jokes and say it the exact same one but better, then yeah. I'm better. So right. it's like theater. So you have a script, you read it. So it's not about writing jokes. It's just the jokes. Mine, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's their form. Yeah, that's that's what they what they tell. But there are a lot of YouTubes that where you can get the most famous comedians in certain countries, especially in France. France, they get this still a lot, and they have it. They cut the the YouTube videos, and they have word by word the English, especially Seinfeld and Chris Rock, and a little bit of Chappelle too. And they will have word for word of Seinfeld saying something, and then this guy saying the exact same thing exact yeah. you know stopping exact so that's that's what i'm saying is like a lot of you know it's never was i mean comedy i guess that was never about who say it first it's about who says and then tv first you know so yeah that's true yeah. but i don't know so if you learn anything from this show is steal materials it's okay you know <laughs> the friends and become famous and you know and have your own job where's your popcorn it's natalie <laughs> I've, it's it's popping. It's popping. It's popping. It doesn't happen overnight. Okay, I like it. Is that a real background? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the only one with the the real background. I have a real. No. This is my. Oh, no, it looks like the glitch that would be in a fake, fake background. So the whole time mm -hmm. I can't figure it out. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for, for our listeners, because this isn't radio too, for our listeners, Kate had this background. That's why I was just asking because the whole time I can't tell if it's if it's like, so Kate have a little fan behind it, but it's like kind of like, I don't know if it's like, like, like a glitch. Or, I was like, the whole time I was like, am I, am I crazy? What, what's going on? Am I that depressed today? Hey, you have a really nice, it's like so nice. Like I would pick that picture to make my background too. Like it's perfectly simple. It's my cousin's house. I came over nice. here. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Dogs in it, which would interrupt the, uh, mm -hmm. the flow of the show. Yeah. 
Well, guys, this, uh, uh, thank you for your background, Kate. I uh, really appreciate it. That was the secret that I was holding the whole time, trying to figure out during this show if this is a real background or I'm just imagining things moving, which I usually do, but it's okay. But um, yeah, so if you guys want information and where people can find you and all that, and I promise you we'll have you in the next uh, fun, Kate, you've been in a lot of fun ones, so not you, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Danny and Natalie, we'll, we'll have you in the more uh fun ones but as i said yeah, like some, yeah, ho some... hopefully you'll have me once uh russia just drops a nuclear bomb on new york city i could be on that episode. yeah yeah well, well i'm reserving this <laughs> this one for other person but i mean like listen i still expect you know we have a lot of listeners as much as they love comedy they also want to get opinions and about stuff like that especially when we said it like you know so um yeah there you go uh, Kate, you want to share information where people can find you, follow you, shows, anything? You can find me on Instagram at scotchthecat, and I post show dates and stuff there. Okay. Danny? <laughs> uh, I'm going with the screen. Uh, you can find, yeah, you can find me everywhere at Danny Jokes, uh, and then every Tuesday night, uh, at 9 p.m. live on YouTube, I host the show called a call-in show called Low Value Mail, and then on Friday, uh, the boys cast with Ryan Long. That's a Q and A one, right? I saw it in. Uh, uh, it's 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 just like a it's literally just like a talk radio show that just is on YouTube where people can call in. We just talk about whatever. Natalie, um, you can follow me on Instagram at Natalie Cuomo underscore or Twitter at Natalie Cuomo, or you can catch me streaming live on Twitch twitch.tv slash Natalie Cuomo. There you go. And if you text Natalie, she's going to tell you, who is this? <laughs> Especially if you have green yeah. bubbles. Who are you? Well, guys, thank you very much. Uh, if you have any complaints about Norm, uh, please email us at lifefromamerica.comedyseller.com. And then, uh, yeah, this was uh, interesting. Guys, thank you very much for, for uh, you know, doing this. Uh, have a great